Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal. And this week, we are going to be covering, like we did last week, dating and answering all of your dating questions. But this is part two. So we're going to get into the remaining, I think it's 12 questions, of everything you guys wanted to know. It's all about dating, baby. We're going to we're gonna break it down. And these questions are all very, very good. So stay tuned. But I will tell you right now, like I'm pretty disappointed in myself as I'm making this because I have a very good looking Yeti mic to use for my podcast, like to make the audio sound amazing. And I have it, but I am not using it currently because if I have it plugged in, I cannot hear it unless I have headphones and like a certain kind of headphone with it. And I don't know how to use it yet. So that is why we are not using a mic. So if the audio sounds kind of trash, that's why. And I promise it's like, it is on my to-do list. Hopefully within the next two weeks that you're going to hear like a complete change when you listen to the podcast. Like I want it to sound so good. So for now, we're kicking it on GarageBand micless. okay? I've been raw dogging this entire, that sounds so gross. I've been raw dogging this entire podcast, okay, since I started it basically. Marshall's just giving us some background noises at the moment. He figures we could use a little pizzazz, but yeah, you get the point. I've been just doing it on GarageBand and it sounds okay to me, but like at the same time, I know how much better it could sound. Marshall, hey, quiet down, quiet down on set. I can't not let him in here right now. Like I was, I started to record the podcast and he was out in the living room. And as I started, I heard him lay down right outside of the door and I was like, all right, I'm bringing you in. For anyone who doesn't know, Marshall is my husky. He's my husky Malamute pepperoni and he is my angel. But if you ever hear Marshall referenced, it's just my dog. But so diving right into your questions. The first one is what's the biggest thing I've learned from dating different people? So So many things, first of all. I think by dating different people, you learn so much about one, what you want, because even if you think you know what you want, through trial and error and through trying things with people or giving people the benefit of the doubt, you quickly realize that maybe you don't want what you thought you wanted or whatever, because for a long time, maybe there was a person that you were putting your energy into that maybe you were liking, but then now you might be able to look back and be like, you know what? I actually don't want that. And these are qualities that I don't want in something. So I think with trial and error, I've learned a lot of different things. And with different people, I I think I've just like perfected like my bullshit monitor almost. And not that that's like a good thing to do, but like I am very, very, very good at like picking up on signs when it comes to people not being ready for a relationship, not looking for something. And all those things are fine, like for real. But I know where I'm at. And so if somebody is completely like on the casual spectrum, a lot of the time, I just don't really put up with it because I know that there's no point for me to put my energy there. But when I say casual, I mean more so someone that's just looking for hookups and not really wanting to get to know you at all. That's kind of what I mean, because whenever you start dating, it's always going to be casual in the beginning as it should be. And what that means is just more laid back chilling like you're not worried about it a ton you're not putting all your eggs in their basket they're not putting all their eggs in your basket you're still getting to know each other so I think that it's very normal for it to be casual or a little bit more lax in the beginning so that's not what I mean whenever it comes to that kind of thing but if someone's giving very much so like f-boy energy or whatever like I'm sorry I just don't care (laughs) I don't care to involve myself and I just don't that's not what I want at all and you know what I mean so I think through dating different people I've been able to kind of perfect what it is I'm looking for or quickly realize the things that I'm not looking for because I've seen a lot of that 
Unfortunately, a lot of dating is finding stuff that doesn't work for you, which is good. You're learning lessons and stuff, but a lot of times you're just kind of realizing, okay, no, this isn't working. No, this isn't working. Nope, I don't like that. Nope, I don't like that. And there's so many great things that come from dating too, where you meet someone and like things are perfect or things seem really, really good. You learn a lot of things about people that you want to have in your future person or just in general when you're looking for someone. But also a take on this that I like thought about flipping this to give you guys a little bit of a different perspective that I thought about before is through dating different people, even though you're dating different people, you will often be presented with the same person in different bodies until you actually learn the lesson that you were meant to learn from the previous relationship maybe or the previous person that you put your energy into and it didn't work out. But you're going after somebody maybe just like them or having very similar qualities with that one issue. You're going to continue. Like There's a saying, it's like the universe is going to continue to give you the same person until you learn that that, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? So if you continue to put up with things or tolerate things that you know deep down aren't serving you and are things that you don't want or things that don't make you feel good at the end of the day and they're disrupting your peace and you continue to bring people into your life that maybe bring that one quality in that makes you maybe feel like shit about yourself or something or you just keep kind of experiencing this exact same problem in each person that you get excited about, it could be that you're not learning yet. Like you're not catching on. Like the universe, God is like hello, are you listening? Like, are you not seeing that this didn't happen? Like we've had this so many times. Like, why are you still going after people that treat you this way? Does that make sense? So I think that that's another thing too that I wanted to share because you will continue to kind of get those things from people until you consciously make that decision that, you know what, this isn't serving me anymore. And I can honestly say that things that I put up with a year ago, you couldn't catch me putting up with today. You simply could not catch me putting up with those things anymore. And by that, I mean, maybe someone being really wishy-washy and like making it very obvious that they don't give a shit about me like at all. That's not attractive. Like that's simply not attractive. And that's not the type of energy that I want in anybody in my life and my friends in any type of relationship. I'm just not that kind of person. If you're in my life, I care. So I'm going to continue to give you that energy. So if someone, you know what I mean, is coming in your life and just making it seem like they just really couldn't care less it's probably best for you to just do what's best for yourself and have some self-respect and decide to walk away because more so you're going to end up getting hurt at some point because you're trying to make something work that hasn't never worked for you. You can't continue to keep wearing a title that doesn't belong to you. So let's say, for example, I'm going to give an example here. Maybe you're a girl who knows that she wants a relationship, but you keep being given people that only want casual. So instead of holding up what you know that you want and what you are worthy of and what you know you can handle, like maybe you can't handle casual hookups or whatever, instead of holding that boundary up, you're deciding to just settle and take what's given to you because it does feel good and like it's, it's you know what I mean, maybe attention, validation, whatever. I'm not judging you at all. Like if you can relate to this, just know I've also been there. So understand that like I'm right there with you. I've, I've been through similar things before, but you cannot continue to take that title onto yourself and be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm good with hookups. Like I can do that unless you can, you know yourself better than anyone else. And I think that certain things like that are literally like you, things can work, things can work in those situations, but Obviously, a lot of times people will catch feelings. Someone will catch feelings. And if that person happens to be you or you know that you're technically a little bit of a lover girl, deep down, 
just don't settle just because you're being given things that maybe aren't something that you want in the first place. Like, don't allow yourself to just be like, you know what? Yeah, unless you want to. I mean, I, I get it. Just just understand that I'm not really telling you what to do and I'm not really sure what the point of this story is, except to give you an example. We can't wear, don't wear titles that don't belong to you, you know? Unless maybe you're auditioning. If you want to put something on just for a second, see what you think, do that. It's good to try things. It's good to try things out. But don't continue to put that same title on that you know literally makes you feel awful and maybe disrupts your peace or whatever. That's not worth it. And this doesn't just go for like that scenario. It goes for anything at all that could maybe low-key just disrupt your peace. If there's something happening in your relationship or someone continues to do one thing, let's say you're in a relationship and they keep not doing the one thing that you want them to do or you just keep getting people that maybe can't just be content seeing you, don't settle for those people, okay? That's all I'm saying. But so basically through dating, I've learned a lot of lessons and I hope that those two things are kind of a way for you to change your perspective a little bit and maybe that'll teach you something, who knows? But I can honestly tell you as somebody who has went through those things before, has went through anything before, you're gonna be given things a year later that maybe last year you would have found appealing, but this year you is like, no, that's not what I want. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. So just prepare for that and just know that that is you being tested to see if you actually have leveled up or if you were choosing to stay where you were back then that wasn't making you happy. Number two, advice for people who have never been in a relationship but have been on multiple dates. Just know that you're going to find your person. Like, don't be discouraged because you're going on a lot of dates and you're not finding something that is worthy of maybe staying in your life longer. I think that it can be very, very easy to get in your head and catastrophize, especially whenever, like you said, you've been maybe on a million dates. That can be exhausting. But like at the same time, that is how you figure out, you know what I mean? One, what you like, like I said, and what you don't like. And it helps you kind of learn about yourself too a lot, like in the process. But Also, you make connections, you might meet somebody through that person that maybe introduces you to someone else, or maybe, you know what I mean, you will find your person at some point, but don't be discouraged because it isn't working out because you are exactly where you're meant to be right now in this moment. And if you have not found your person yet, it's for a reason. Maybe you're not meant to, maybe your person's currently over in freaking Haiti doing something crazy. And you just can't meet him yet. So like, that's why it hasn't happened. Who knows? Okay, that's obviously very extreme. But that's just like my point. You have no clue who your person is or anything. Okay, you've no clue what's going on. So just reminding you to not give up and don't stop putting yourself out there unless it's disturbing your peace. Again, if you ever find yourself in a position where you don't actually want to be dating, but you feel like you have like some thing that you have to do just to like figure out like and like there's no timeline here okay and there's no perfect way of going about dating or anything like that so just know that it's all working out for you and your benefit and if you haven't found someone yet it's probably like the best thing that could ever happen to you because it's better think of it like this it's better to be going on a lot of dates and not finding your person right instead of maybe going on a date right off the bat or like maybe a couple of dates in you found a person that was like oh cool this could work you get in the wrong relationship with that person and next thing you know you were dating them for 3 years maybe like a lot of crap has happened now you're stuck with this person and you can't get out and you feel like you're trauma bonded to them and it's like the worst thing of your life now this where we're at right now 
we would much rather be dating and going on multiple dates than being stuck with somebody that is a piece of crap. You know what I mean? So just a little perspective there or like a way to think about it. Like, you know what? I haven't found my person yet, but maybe that's for the best because all the people I've been meeting, like they wouldn't be a good fit for me anyways. So why pick a shoe that is maybe like half a size too big whenever you could just maybe wait one more year, two more years, five more years, who knows when it's going to happen and have that perfect fit and it works and it makes you so happy and everything works out. I sound like a freaking Disney film right now, but like I believe in this and I believe that you will find your person. Anybody listening, you're going to find your person at some point if you haven't already. And if you have, I love that for you. And I hope that it's the best relationship or whatever, but but just know that it will happen for you. And I'm also going to emphasize really quickly on the fact that you said that you've never been in a relationship. So that could probably even seem way more daunting and stressful for you because you're like, I've never been in one. Like who's going to want to be in a relationship with someone who's never been in a relationship. Don't ever look at it that way. If that's how you're viewing it. I don't think there's a reason to, but I could imagine that that could be maybe something that would be in your head just because I feel like society makes you feel like you have to have like all this experience, whether it's in the bedroom, whether it's just meeting people and being knowing how to be with someone long term. All those things, yes, are things that you're eventually going to learn and you're going to figure out. But you are in the right place right now at the right time. Like I mentioned, you're in the exact place that you're meant to be at. And I think it's cool that you haven't been in a relationship before. And I'm sure you might have had like flirtations or like situationships maybe or whatever, but just know that you're in a really cool position because a lot of people can't say that. And you might, I I can't speak for you and I don't know. So I'm not trying to like act like you don't have anything going on or any like issues when it comes to like past, like not relationships, but like love related things. Who knows? You could have still not been in a relationship, but like had strong feelings for someone. But if I'm going to be, thinking like based off of assumptions, things I'm just assuming based off of this one question that I received, I would say that you not being in a relationship might make your perspective on a relationship way more better than someone who's been in a lot of relationships that maybe has trust issues or um, has like just had people treat them like crap. And I think that you, I don't know, but you might love a little bit more openly and it might be something that is really cool for you when it happens. So don't look at yourself like you are a loser or anything like that for not being in a relationship. If anything, I think that that's pretty freaking cool because most people in relationships, like especially if they're dating now, like those relationships didn't work out. And I just think it's, it's a cool position that you're in because you can kind of write your own little story right now and you can do whatever it is that you want to do. And you don't have much of a past in terms of relationships, you know, or anything like that to base it off of. So you can just go do whatever you want and then kind of learn once you start. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sorry though, I tried to give the best advice that I could on that one, but bottom line, you will find the person you're looking for if you are looking for someone whenever you're meant to. And in the meantime, go on a trillion dates, I guess, you know, like have fun with it. Don't look at dating as a strict thing where it's like an interview. Like I mentioned in the previous podcast, the one right before this, um, you just want to view dating as a way to get to know other people. Because essentially that's all it is until you know that you like someone, you know? So it doesn't need to be this serious thing. Go into it just being your authentic self and have fun and don't hold back at all. I think that by holding back at all, you're holding back a part of yourself that 
is probably the best part of yourself. Like whenever you get nervous, sometimes it's hard to fully be like how you would be, but like, don't be nervous because at the end of the day, it's not, do they like you? It's, do you like them? Because you need to know if they fit in your life just as well as you would fit in theirs. So it doesn't need to be this. Don't put pressure on it. Don't put them on a pedestal. They are just another human being, especially in the beginning. And just base it on your interactions with each person that you go on a date with. Do you like the way that they're treating you? Like, do they deserve a second date? Do you want to see them again? And there's nothing wrong with it if those answers are all no. Like, if you don't want to see someone again, don't feel bad about that either at all. Basically, just have fun. And if you feel like you need a break from dating, take it and just put that energy and love into yourself. And then whenever you feel like you're feeling a little crazy get back out there and go do it again. But I think that like going on a million dates puts you up, like gives you a lot of leverage. Cause like, you know, one, like, you know how to date, you know how to talk to people and you know, probably very well what you're looking for right now. So you're going to know whenever you see something that works. So just keep holding out for that. If that is what you want. Okay. Number three, opening lines for females. I'm guessing that you mean on like dating apps. Um, So this one's kind of funny. So whenever it comes to dating apps, I'm going to be honest, I don't really go in opening up the conversation with a lot of guys, but that's just me. I will normally like, I'll like people. Sure. Like I'll go around and I'll like people. And if they also like me, then yeah, they should reach out to me. I think, okay. If I really, really like someone or like whatever, I will reach out to them possibly. But at the same time, like if you can't hit me up on a dating app, like what are you going to be able to supply in person? Like, that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, I want you to like, at least like put in a little effort here. Like if you want to see me, let me know. So that's my advice. I think that anyone, honestly, I think anyone worthwhile for the most part is going to probably hit you up first and then you'll be able to feed, you know what I mean? Off their energy and like just whatever and see if they can match your energy through those conversations and see if you like the vibe. But Opening lines for females. I will tell you on Bumble, I like on Bumble, you have to be the one to like say something first. So if it is in that situation, what I've done, what I've, cause I like, I was in the same position. I was like, I don't even know how to go about this. Like, what am I going to, what am I going to like, you know what I mean? Say all the time to these people. I'm like laughing out loud right now because this is like totally putting myself on blast. And I think it's really funny, but what I did on Bumble would and this honestly didn't get me much like it worked but like I found nothing on bubble okay and I wouldn't really recommend bumble a ton but nothing against bubble sorry bumble if you ever hear this but I would always find something on their profile that I also liked and I would say to them <laughs> what if I told you blank is my favorite show you know what I mean like their show is my favorite show or Or like, basically, what if I told you that I also love hot yoga or like something like that? I think by doing that, it puts it on them to one, have to come up with a clever response because you're like, what if I told you, like you're asking them a question, but it's also giving you something to have in common to talk about. So they have to be clever to come back with their response, but it also is like super flirtatious at that point too, because they can make it like, for instance, an example, I'm going to give you a real life example here, LOL. So this is from a very long time ago, but I like said, like, what if I told you The Office is my favorite show? And I like said something and about like something else also on this person's profile. And their response was probably ask you what your ring size is. So that's my whole point. Like you say something to them, it's flirtatious. They can come back flirtatious and then they can continue to keep it going. You can continue to keep it going if you're like in the energy. 
And another thing is just finding something on their profile again. But instead of going in like with the what if I told you, I would just be like, you like hot yoga with like eyeballs. Like that's what I've done. Or, um, and I'm not out here acting like what I'm doing is like super great or anything, but like one, like I said, I don't like to be the one that has to get it started. I have no problem doing so, but like, I would prefer you to like hit me up and come after me. However, Bumble is a dating app for girls to have to hit up the guys first. So the one good thing about Bumble, pretty much everyone that you're talking to, like if you're liking those people and you're matching, like there's a very good chance that you're going to want to hit them up because you are going out of your way to like them because you already know what's at stake. Basically, like you're going to be actually wanting to like message this person. And then in person, if that's something that you're doing, I'm going to be honest, it really depends. I've shot my shot before, um, not super frequently or anything like that, but I just watched a video literally today and it was a girl... Um, explaining that whenever she like goes up to anyone in person, she'll like just go up to them and be like, are you single? And I think that that's like the best way to go about it. Like a hundred percent, like I would be the same approach. Like if you're going to go and even try to talk to someone, like the first thing that you want to figure out is if somebody does have a girlfriend, boyfriend, if they're in a relationship, because one for me, I wouldn't be interested. And I would know like, all right, cool. I got to take a step back because this person is taken and I'm not that kind of gal. So I think that's the best way if you're ever hitting somebody up in person to go about it if you want to approach them. Or you could literally just go up next to them and be like, oh my God, like, what are you getting? Like, you could literally just ask them what drink they're getting. It really isn't that hard. But I, I really don't go out of my way to make conversation or hit on boys. You know what I mean? In person or anything like that. So take everything I'm saying right there with a grain of salt. But I think that going about it, one, in confidence, two, in boldness is good because one, I think that it it's good to be bold, especially in those situations. If you know that that's what you want to do, you got to be confident with it to sell. You got to seal the deal. You can't go up there like a little bit unsure about it. You got to go up there like ready to go. You know what I mean? And just like make it fun. Again, ask them if they're single, keep it lighthearted, keep it like kind of funny and Worse, like whatever you could like end up being friends with that person like at the end of the day so I think it's just kind of but that's probably what I would do in that situation either ask if they're single and kind of see the energy there and see how they respond to that and if you don't want to do that then just go up and be like what are you what are you getting like act like you know them already I think that's kind of the key if you go up there acting like you already know this person it's just going to seem very easy to talk to them in the first place and they're going to be like wait who is this girl number four Men always want sex on a first date. How to make it clear it's just a date. All right. So if you're going on a date with someone and they are wanting sex on a first date, that is not your problem. And news freaking flash. Like it's very, 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 very bold of men to assume that just because you're going on a date with them that you want to have sex with them. It's so, so, so mind blowing that this is like a thing, but like it is, it really freaking is. And I've experienced it quite a few times and what I would recommend for you. Like, it's just, it's laughable. It truly is laughable because it's like, how can you, like, can you not just like talk to someone for a second and like get to know someone for a minute? Like you're just because you're going out with someone, like you're, they're assuming that you're going to hook up with them. Like they, they truly think that. I think a lot of it is because like we are in a very hookup-y age. Like, I don't even know how that, that, I don't even know how we got to this point, to be honest, where it's like this hookup-y, but I think that just because they want something doesn't mean that you have to supply it unless you want to. There's nothing wrong with doing that if that's what you want to do. But I think that it's messed up that that's the case where they do assume that a lot of the time. So to make it clear, it's just a date. One, be good about sniffing out, again, the bullshit. So if you know that maybe you want a relationship, it sounds like, from what I'm getting out of that question, 
and that you are looking for something more long-term, not a casual fling situation, I would be smart about your, the profiles that you're looking at. And I would like read into them a little bit more because a lot of people, if they are looking for something that's extremely casual, you're going to be able to tell based off of their prompts, honestly, based off of how much like time and energy, like what are they putting on their prompts? And now I know on Hinge, you can put like, if you're looking for a long-term relationship or like what your intentions are, if they have that, they are figuring out their dating goals don't waste your time because that means they are looking for casual. Like that is pretty much what that means. And even if they're like, if they're figuring out their dating goals and they're putting that on their profile, that's pretty much what that means. There's really no other way of going about it. I would assume, and maybe it's my bad for assuming this, but I've seen it play out time and time and time and time and time again, that if that is on there, it's, they aren't looking for a relationship and that's okay. They don't have to be looking for a relationship, but in your case, I would avoid those types of prompts. I would avoid things that make it obvious on their dating profile that they are not looking for a relationship because more so than not, they're on there literally for casual flings and that type of thing. So just giving you a little bit of insight on things that I've learned. But if you're vibing with someone and you want to go on a date with them and you just want to make it clear that you aren't looking for that on the first date. I don't think there's anything wrong, especially nowadays, honestly, with like asking them if you're talking a little bit beforehand. So what are you looking for, by the way? Especially if you have to go out of your way for this date. Like, are you driving far for this date? Like, where are you going? What are you doing? And all that, like take all of that into account because if you're kind of having to go out of your way for a date with someone, I definitely think that you should go about asking this question just because it is essentially like, getting the answer that you would be waiting to get later on just before you meet them. And I think that it's almost better to ask this question before you meet them because then you're not able to assume, like form assumptions and make excuses like, oh, well, this is what's going on with this person. So they don't really want anything right now, but they might at some point, no, just honestly, don't even, don't even do that to yourself. You know what I mean? Because do whatever you want. I'm, I'm not here to give you like advice on exactly what you should do in your situations. Like do whatever feels right. I've been there. I've done pretty much all of those things that I'm talking about, but just know that it's probably not going to work out in your favor. If some, if you know, someone's not looking for something right off the bat and you're trying to make it happen. So by asking that question ahead of time, if they make it clear that like they're against maybe a relationship or they're not really looking for it or they maybe they got out of a relationship recently or whatever it may be none of their answers are wrong like none of that is invalid for them to say like that's all very that's that's cool and I totally appreciate honesty in those situations but asking that question first lets you kind of know one if you're on the same page to even meet in the first place and two someone that's just looking for casual isn't gonna most of the time act like they're looking for more. Sometimes they will though. Sometimes they will. Sometimes they will put on a really good show and then kind of go go wild. Um, but just, just to be on the lookout for pretty much anything. I'm a very bold person though. So I would say if you know, if you want to make it very clear that that's kind of, you just want to go on a date with this person, if you're getting sexual energy from that person or something beforehand, I would just make it clear that like that's not something that you want you're not looking to do like right away. But honestly, what I would do in this situation specifically, if like, let's say you're going on a first date with someone, you just want to make it clear it's just a date. Well, I would make sure that you are not agreeing to go to their house 
for the first date. I think that by going to their house for the first date, you were basically setting yourself up to be put in like a hookup situation because that's what it is, unfortunately, most of the time. So um, making sure that you're kind of meeting in a public place, one, that's good for your safety anyways. Like I highly recommend doing that, but um, making sure that you're meeting them out. And then if you don't feel comfortable going back to their house and maybe they want to for whatever reason, whether they're making it seem like it's for that, or if it's just to like maybe do something else, like watch a movie, who knows, either way, you would be given that opportunity then to be like, you know what, like I'm actually going to head home. I have other stuff to do tonight or whatever. It gives you an out in those situations. So just making it more so work for the other person essentially if they do want to go on a date with you like they are gonna have to like lift a hand they're gonna have to do a little something something and by that I mean the bare minimum by going to a like a restaurant or somewhere with you just to get a drink maybe or whatever like that I think is very very normal date behavior especially first date and that's kind of the vibes I'm picking up on from your question because if you've been dating them for a second obviously go to their house or whatever but if that would all be very different I think and lastly if you're on a date and it's at the end of the date and this person's trying to force themselves on you in some way unfortunately this can happen or just kind of making a move on you to a point where you're not interested in that literally just use your words I'm not interested in this I'm not hooking up with you I'm leaving <laughs> like for real. And if it, and most people are going to respect that or they should. And if they don't, then do whatever you got to do to get up out of there and fast. But I think that the things that I said before this are going to definitely help weed out people that would treat you that way in the first place. Um, but if you ever find yourself in a position like that, where you need to get out, like do whatever you got to do and you get out of there. But I think that you just have to be bold and don't try to feel like you have to minimize yourself or your words or whatever to make someone else feel better. You don't want to hurt their feelings or their ego. If someone's coming on to you and you don't want that, then absolutely tell them you don't want that. Even if they continue to try, like seriously, stand up for yourself and do not allow yourself to do anything that you're not comfortable with doing. Sorry, I feel like I've been ranting on some of these questions, but hopefully that helped you with that question to a degree. I feel like all these questions could be answered in like a trillion different ways, but maybe that's just my brain, honestly. Number five, this question kind of piggybacks on some of the stuff I've already been saying, honestly, but how do you know if they're looking for a relationship or something casual? So there will be giveaways for sure. And I will tell you the giveaways for those. If somebody's looking for a relationship, normally you'll be able to tell if it is like a dating profile, I'm assuming. That's kind of what I'm basing all my questions off of because if they're looking for a relationship, like you would find that out through conversation if you were meeting someone in person or you could literally ask them. And that should be one of the first questions that you ask if you are meeting somebody out. But if they're looking for a relationship, normally you'd be able to tell one by the way that they're treating you. They'll normally put in more effort. They'll normally put in more um, thought when it comes to questions that they're asking you, they'll probably have like they're looking for a long-term relationship on their profile or something of the sort. And even if they don't, normally, like I said and explained before, their dating prompts are going to be more in depth because they're going to be actually telling things about themselves and they're going to be wanting to tell the interest of themselves because they're actually looking for someone to match that. And they probably are looking at yours the same way. So if someone's looking for a relationship, you'll probably be able to tell because it's more so quality that you'll be getting from that person. But again, you can't always base that someone's looking for a relationship just based on the way that they're talking to you or those things maybe even. So 
I would say if it's on their dating profile that they're looking for a long-term relationship, that one goes without saying, but you can always ask them that question. Just like, so what are you looking for, by the way? Like, that's not a big deal. Like, I literally have no shame in asking that question. If I'm going out of my way to spend time with you, I would like to know kind of what your intentions are. And there's no wrong answer. I think that where a lot of people get tripped up on this, like guys specifically, I think they think they have to lie to get what they want. And they might to a degree, um, like they, them being truthful about maybe what they're looking for, if it isn't what the other person's looking for would turn that person away. But for me specifically, I have so so much respect for someone who can just tell me like, you know what? No, I'm actually not looking for anything right now. Like this is what I'm looking for. Thank you. I appreciate you just being honest with me. Thank you so much. I think in general, let's say you were someone who wasn't sure what you were looking for either, then that would at least let you know kind of where to have your boundaries with that. So if you know that that person only wants this, then you can't expect them to want this. You know what I mean? Like if someone wants X, you can't expect them to want Y. Um, So just knowing that right off the bat and if someone's being open and honest with you, you can only respect that. But how to know if somebody is only looking for casual, you'll be able to tell it's going to be the opposite of what I just explained. So they're not going to be as thorough. They're not going to care as much about what you're saying. They're probably not asking you that many questions. They probably are being maybe really sexual with you or throwing sexual energy around a lot or talking to you about physical aspects more than your personality, the things that make you you and the things that you, you know what I mean, whatever, the things that you get excited about. They don't really care. Um, So that's kind of the main giveaway, but also on their dating profiles, they will have that they're looking for something casual or they're figuring out their dating goals or a short-term relationship even. I'm sorry, what is a short-term relationship? What even is that? I actually, like, this frustrates me just because I'll see that and I'm like, who, who, who goes on a dating app looking for a short-term relationship? What even is that? I feel like you're either looking for not a relationship or a relationship and the short-term relationship just kind of throws me through a loop. So if anyone has insight on that one, feel free to let me know because it kind of actually, like, I don't get it. I just can't get it. I don't understand it. I feel like, or at least I would assume that, like, talking to somebody who says they're looking for a short-term relationship would more so get you in a situation to end up wanting a long-term relationship with that person and then they wouldn't want it. (laughs) Like it just, so I would say probably the short-term relationship thing could be a red flag. So I would just kind of have them elaborate. I think there's nothing wrong with just communicating about literally anything whenever it feels like it's flowing or it, it seems like a good time to do so. But most importantly, if somebody is inviting you to come over to their house to watch Netflix, they are looking for casual. 110%. If somebody asks you out to go get a drink and then an hour before the date, they're like, would you rather get a drink or would you rather just come to my house and like watch a movie or something? Bro, just tell me what you want. Like, just like, it's so obvious. It's absolutely so obvious. And it's just like, it drives me crazy sometimes because I'm like, what on earth? Like, what do you, do you think I'm stupid? Like, don't act like you want to take me on a date and then try to, to freaking take me to your house. And I don't even know you. Like, no, I don't feel comfortable going to your house. Excuse me. Obviously, after like a couple dates or whatever, if you want to go to that person's house, even if it is the first night, do whatever feels comfortable. But like I would highly, highly, highly suggest like meeting them out in person first for a couple reasons. One, to make sure that this person isn't a complete psychopath and isn't going to try to kill you. And two, to make sure that it's the person that you've been talking to and the person that looks like their pictures, like you don't want to be catfished. And three, public place. You just need to be there like around a lot of people in case like something bad happens. You don't want to be isolated with this person in a confined area that gives them leverage. No, 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 no. So I highly suggest not going to their house on a first date if you can help it. 
And if you feel comfortable doing so, have like some pepper spray or something. You got to have something. But yeah, that basically sums up that question. But the best way to figure out what they're looking for, again, it sounds so simple, but ask. Like, don't feel, don't be afraid of asking questions. You're not going to look stupid. And if somebody ever makes you feel stupid for asking a question that you want to know the answer to, they're not someone you want to see anyways. Like, for real. Like, that's not something that anyone should be embarrassed about asking whenever they want to ask. What are you looking for? That is literally you looking out for yourself. That is you looking out for anything. And that is you just knowing what to expect from that person in the early stages. And if somebody doesn't know what they're looking for yet, that's okay. You can kind of like meet them, see what you think, catch a vibe. But if they continuously keep using that on you, just don't waste your time. Number six, if a guy says he has multiple girlfriends, is that a red flag? I mean, let's just like break this one down for a second. We need to figure out what the girlfriends mean because if he says he has multiple girlfriends, we need to know, are these girls that are actually friends of yours or are these actually girls that you're romantically involved with and you're flirting with? Sending them pictures, Snapchatting them every day, whatever it may be, because there's two different types of girlfriends. You know, there's ones that you need to be worried about and there's ones that are just people that like every... Every guy, yeah, like it's fine if you if you want to have a girl that's a friend of yours, but unfortunately, a lot of the times there's a little bit more embedded in that relationship, at least I've come to find, especially if it's an ex or something. I think that that's okay, and I don't, I'm not here to say that anyone can't be friends with their exes, but I think that if somebody is friends with their ex and like talks to them still a lot and like all of that stuff, like I talked to a guy before, okay, let me tell you this. I talked to a guy once that... His ex girl, his ex girlfriend. Whenever him and I like started talking, like it was pretty early on. She was visiting. <laughs> like me saying this out loud, I just feel like how dumb was I? But it really wasn't like that, at least that I think. But she was visiting, and he it was a very nice guy. So he was like, "Well, my um, ex is gonna be like stay." Or no, I think he was staying at her place. Even worse, he was staying at her place because he was visiting like where she lived. And he like told me he was crashing there and they were like getting dinner together and stuff. And I'm like, that sounds so weird. Like, why are you staying at your ex's house? And why are you guys getting dinner? Like, I'm like, what is going on here? He was an interesting dude, but I even remember like, because it was the early stages, he literally sent me a picture of like his bed, quote unquote, on the couch, like with the pillows. Like, I'm not sleeping in like the same. I'm like, I don't even know like how I'm in this situation to like be talking about to you about this because this is just something I would never do. So I can't relate, but either way, I think in those situations, I, who am I to judge, but definitely was a little suspicious and strange. So just to give you a funny story on that one, but I think that something like that could totally be a red flag. Or if a guy has like seven or eight or 12 girlfriends that are like, his rocks and he loves them so much. Like, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing at all. I think as long as whoever he's friends with there, like there isn't something romantic or flirtatious or weird going on behind the scenes, which I think you would just come to find out over time. And also making sure that if maybe it is somebody that you're dating or someone that you are seeing more seriously, whenever you meet those girls in person, like one, do you get to meet those girls? Because I think that like, if they're girlfriends and they're just like friends of his and it wouldn't be a big deal for you to meet them, especially if like they're people that he like hangs out with like in group settings or whatever. It's, it's kind of all about how they treat you. Are the girls being weird towards you? 
or are they being welcoming? Because if the girls are being kind of like nose up in the air about you, there could be something going on that you don't even know anything about. So you can't give the guy, unfortunately, the benefit of the doubt right away. You kind of have to like, you kind of, I mean, you can give him the benefit of the doubt, but a lot of times like weird stuff's going on, I feel like. So just kind of be, have your guard up and just kind of trust, trust your person, trust that person, unless you feel like there's a reason not to. I don't know enough about maybe that situation in particular, but I would say it's not a red flag for a guy to have girls that are friends, but as long as you are able to kind of form relationships with those girlfriends, which I think that you should, especially like hundred percent, you're going to be around them and stuff. You want to be friends with his friends. And I think that if they're welcoming towards you and like they aren't giving weird energy regarding your relationship or regarding you guys seeing each other and like it, it's all good positive vibes. Hell yeah. I think guys can have girls that are friends, but whenever they're texting all day long or if they're talking a lot. And I, I heard something recently, even about um, a friend of mine told me that like her boyfriend had a girlfriend that was like sending bikini photos to him while she was like on vacation. And to me, like what? Like, and obviously that's a huge red flag. And, but like you have, like in those relationships where maybe that guy has girls that are friends, if there's some weird stuff going on, that person, whoever you're dating, if they have like friends of the opposite sex, they just need to know how to like set boundaries with them. Because if there's not boundaries in place, like, I'm sorry, I don't want to be talking to a guy that is getting like freaking full body photos before of like from his girl friend asking like, should I post this? Like, do you think I should post this? Like what? So I don't know. Just two random stories for you. But I don't think it's a red flag unless you're like smelling smoke. Like, are you smelling smoke? Is it suspicious? Um, do we need to call the fire department? Or is it okay? It's just a friend of the opposite sex that honestly, you don't feel like there's much of a threat with. Because if it's something like that, I think it's totally fine. And it would be a green flag. It all depends on the person, obviously, and it all depends on the boundaries and it all depends on the, you know what I mean? What the relationship is between them. Number seven, how to get a guy to ask you on a date instead of small talk on dating apps. So here are my tips for that one. It's all kind of chance, first of all, but I would say that make your dating prompts on your profile more dating based, like no bullshit. Like just making it known almost that you're looking for someone to ask you out. You're looking to actually get to know somebody like you're looking for something more serious because that is normally how you'll get asked on dates the most because people who are looking for casual really don't want to take you on dates. You're more so going to get asked on dates if you're, if someone's looking for a relationship and they also are looking to get to know someone. Obviously people who are looking for casual also will ask you on dates as well. So like, I'm not saying that they won't, but I would recommend just kind of being a little bit more direct on your dating prompts. So for example, the best way to ask me out is by naming a time and a place. And it's very common. And I'm sure guys might see that a lot. I really don't know, but it's, it's very, very serious business. Okay. I will tell you after I put that on my profile, I've never been asked out on so many dates, like so quickly. And that's the type of energy I'm looking for anyways, because no offense, I'm not looking for a pen pal. I don't want to be talking to someone for like three weeks and them not be trying to like plan a date to see me because you you need to know right off the bat if somebody if somebody's energy in person is going to mesh with yours well so i think by talking on things for too long unless there's a reason like if you guys are traveling or if like you're busy or whatever that's one thing but i think that it one shows that they're excited to see you if they're trying to plan a date 
And two, you need to know what the energy is like in person. Like you cannot be just talking to someone virtually. No freaking way. What if this person's a catfish? You know what I mean? Or something like obviously you can kind of sniff that one out. If they were a catfish, you'd probably be getting some weird energy anyways. Like they wouldn't be trying to like find your social media or they wouldn't like give you social media or they wouldn't give you their last name maybe, um, which I will ask for last names sometimes like when I'm saving their phone numbers. One, in that situation, but more so just to make sure they're legit. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. Just to make sure that you're not talking to someone who's like maybe not who they say that they are. But I think by putting that kind of prompt in your profile, it makes them know that you are expecting like to just get asked out or you want them to ask you out. Like you're not going to be the one to go out of your way to ask them, which I don't think is anything crazy anyways. Like that's pretty normal, I would say. So that would be my advice for you. I think that just by putting that in your profile and putting more personality based stuff on your profile kind of makes it easier for them to ask you out because it gives them more things to know that you like right off the bat. And also, um, just kind of gives them like a way of knowing what you want without knowing you yet. Like they're able to kind of show up because you are giving them essentially the cheat code. Number eight, thoughts on kissing on the first date. I think if the vibe is right and you feel like you want to, I say go for it. 100%. Like don't feel bad about that. I think that there's no rules when it comes to like things that you should or shouldn't do on a first date. Like you do whatever you feel comfortable with, one. But two, to me, I feel like a kiss is harmless, but I wouldn't go kissing someone that I wasn't interested in, if that makes sense. So if you feel like one, you know, you're interested in this person, you're excited about them, you're attracted to them, like things just feel good and the opportunity presents itself and they go in for it, do whatever you want, but absolutely do it. I, I would, I'm a full send on that one. Number nine, how to politely end the date when the guy's a creep. Or when the person's a creep, I will say. Because who knows? Girls can be creepy too, maybe. I don't know. But basically, what I would say about this is if you're not feeling it and the guy's creeping you out, you don't have to be polite, like, at all. Like, you really don't have to be polite. Like, you can try to be polite. I get it. But at the end of the night, end of the day, you owe that person nothing if they're being creepy to you. Like, if they're creeping you out and making you feel uncomfortable and unsafe, do whatever you have to do to get out of there. So... I'm going to be totally honest with you. I've been put in a situation before where I felt that way and I literally was just like, I'm leaving. I'm going home. Like that was it. <laughs> and I, that was pretty much it because I knew my gut was telling me like, you need to leave. Like this is not good. And I just had that feeling and I didn't, I was not wanting to be there. I was like confused why I was there in the first place. And I'll tell you why. I'll give you a little bit of a rundown to this. So I was on a date with someone and this was actually the second date with this person. And I was under the impression that we were going somewhere to get margaritas. Because he was like, do you want to go get margaritas somewhere? And I was like, okay, cool. And it was like after dinner. And so I was under the impression we were going to some place named Baba's or something. And we were walking. And at this point, I, I barely know this man. Like, I've never been in his car. Like, I've never been to his house. Nothing like that. And we're like walking to the parking garage. And I was like, are we going in your car? Cause I was thinking we were just going to walk somewhere. Cause it was like close to a lot of stuff. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So we get in his car. He's real weirdo. Like he was probably one of the, he was like the weirdest person I think I've ever went on a date with, to be honest. And <laughs> we got in his car and I said, I said, nice car. <laughs> and he said, he said, 
I know. Like the worst type of guy. Okay. Honestly, the worst type of guy. I was like, oh my God, disgusting. Like, don't, don't say, you know, whenever I tell you that you have a nice car, like, are you kidding me? Say, thank you, brother. Thank you. But so anyways, we are driving and we're kind of driving. He's like, it's only about five minutes away. And I was like, oh, cool. Me again, still thinking that we're going to a restaurant. Well, we start to pull into an apartment complex and I'm like, are we going to your house? And he was like, yeah, I think we had some miscommunication. Did we though? Because why are you already assuming that I'm mis like that there was a miscommunication? Why wouldn't you have been like, yeah, I told you we were coming here because you didn't tell me we were coming here. You know that you didn't tell me that. So you like lured me into your house and that creeped me out because like I would have said no if you would have told me we were doing that. Like I was absolutely not at a point to want to go to this guy's house. So I was like, okay. And I was like, so you're making margaritas? And he was like, he's like, yeah, I can make a good margarita. Let me just tell you right now that this man did not try to make a margarita while I was at his house at all. So, um, I didn't want to be there at all because guess what? I didn't consent to that in the first place. I wasn't under the impression that we were going there. So the whole thing was just giving me the heebie-jeebies and making me feel like creeped out and gross. So I basically was like, I'm leaving, like I'm leaving. And he was like real upset about it. And I was like, I'm leaving. So, okay. And so I just ordered an Uber and I was up out of there and fast, but it was so awkward. It was so awkward. He came out to like wait for the Uber with me. And I was like, for what? Like, are you really going to act like you're a gentleman right now? You're going to come play the gentleman role when you just lured me into your house and we're creepy as hell. No, thank you. So if you learn anything from that story, it is do not get in someone's car that you don't really know that well or feel safe with. It's okay to like get in someone's car to get picked up on a first date, I think, um, if you're feeling that person and like maybe you were talking to them a little bit longer and they offered and you just have good vibes from them. I think that's a little bit different, but if you're already kind of getting weird energy or something or just do not get in that person's car, like if you're not like totally set on the fact that like you're into them, don't do it. Because I ended up in that situation for the sole fact that I was literally thinking we were going to a restaurant, you know? So, I don't know. I just, very, very weird things happen out here in the streets, I will tell you that. So, bottom line, do not be afraid to be blunt, be bold, be honest. Speak your mind if you have to, but you can be respectful. Like, even in that situation, I was very respectful, but I made it very clear that, like, I was not into that. And then after the fact, I was like, what? I didn't even actually talk to him again until I want to say like a week later, he texted me to apologize. And I like very much so said how I felt. And I was like, um, just so you know, that was really weird and whatever. And his response was really creepy. I don't even want to tell you what it was. I really don't even want to tell you what it was because it was really creepy. But his response solicited the fact that I did the right thing <laughs> in that moment. So just be very, very careful about the people that you do end up on dates with. Always share your locations with your friends and let people know where you're going so that they do know like to expect to hear from you and always order an Uber or, you know what I mean? Like text your friends if something's going wrong, if you have time, but like, if it's like really like a, if it's a life or death situation, you know, you know who to call. Okay. 911 or something, call someone. But in this situation, um, like just order an Uber, like just get yourself out of there before it's like even, you know what I mean? Do it before you feel like you really need to, but whenever you're getting weird vibes, if that makes sense. So even if you're out on a date and like the guy's being creepy and you're at a restaurant even, just basically have an excuse. Just act like something came up. Act like, oh my God, my um, friend is watching my dog and like my dog's sick or I, oh, I totally forgot. Like I, or something. You could say a family emergency. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't lie a ton. 
So, but just basically come up with something and just leave. You don't owe them a freaking perfect excuse. It doesn't matter because you're never going to see them again anyway. So like, don't worry about their feet, like their feelings or anything. Number 10, what scared you the most about dating after your breakup? Well, so for anyone who doesn't know, I was in a relationship for like five years, was in my life for like six, just to give a little background on that. But I think the scariest thing for me was just the fact that like, you're so used to dating one person and doing things with that person that I was just scared to like put myself out there again and like start over in a sense because whenever you date someone especially for that long you were obviously like expecting it to work and you did see long term with them so I think just the hardest thing was just having to like put myself out there again and like just learn all that shit and like just know what it's like on the other side of town which is like the single single city girl side of town where you like there's just so much stuff going on all the time and by that I mean just so much stuff that you wouldn't see if you were in a relationship so I think I was just scared to like put myself out there and scared to go about it but like at the same time I'm gonna be honest like it was very exciting at the same time because like I was very much so with that person for so long where it was like oh like Let's see what else is out there. Now that I know that this isn't my thing anymore and this isn't my person, let's go see what what the world's got out here. But if you can relate and you're in a similar situation, just know that take the time that you need to heal and feel comfortable. Don't force yourself to feel like you need to go out and date or anything. Do it whenever it feels right for you. And you'll meet someone when you're meant to meet someone and... It's, it's always going to be a little bit scary just because whenever you get so used to that one person, you're very much in a comfort zone instead of having to be uncomfortable all the time, which is what dating is. Forcing yourself to go out with strangers and getting to know them, you know? But it's really not that bad. I really, I really don't think dating is that bad. I really don't. I think it can be fun. It all just kind of depends on the perspective that you have around it. But if you were fresh out of a breakup or something, take the time that you need. And then whenever you feel like it's right, get out there. But just know that it's not as scary as you think it might be. And you are so well equipped to be dating. Like don't feel like because you've been in a relationship, like you don't know how to like flirt or anything. Believe me, you're going to do just fine. Number 11, do you ever worry about not finding someone soon enough, quote unquote, and not having kids by a certain age? Honestly, no, I don't. And I'm going to tell you why. I think that like I've explained to you guys before, I think that you can kind of already understand my perspective when it comes to all like pretty much anything, but you are exactly where you're meant to be. Nothing's ever going to pass you by that's meant for you. So if something's not with you right now and it's not working, it's either not the right time or it's not the right person and things are going to happen exactly when they're meant to. So for me personally, no, I really, I don't worry about finding someone soon enough. I think that's like a common fear to have though. Like obviously everybody wants to be with their person before a certain age, especially if you want to have kids or whatever, because obviously girls are on a little bit more of a time crunch with that one, but it can be scary whenever, especially you're putting yourself out there and you feel like you're doing everything and you're not, you know, maybe finding someone, but again, just think of it as I'm not settling. Like I could get in a relationship if I really wanted to, but it wouldn't be with someone I actually want to be with, or it wouldn't be with someone that I actually see it going. It would just be like for, for literally just to fill up some space in your life and that's not what you want and that's not what a relationship is for. So I think waiting for the right person that comes in and makes sense and makes you happy, I think that that's worth everything to me. So I think that, no, 
I don't worry about finding somebody soon enough because I know that I'll find them at the exact right time when I'm meant to meet them. In terms of kids, I'm going to be honest, I do think I want kids. So that would be something that I don't see my, like right now I'm 25. I don't really see myself having kids until like my like late 20s, early 30s, more so like thir- like early 30s, like 30-ish um, or later because there's just so much of life that I want to live still and there's things that I want to do. So one, I'm in my, I'm too selfish to have a child currently. I feel like obviously if I ever was put in that situation, like I would try to figure it out or something, but that is not my goal. Currently kids are not my goal at the moment. My goal right now is like my career, me, my life, and just having fun and life experiences. And obviously you don't have to find your person first, but, um, I know some, you know what I mean? You can figure it out in different ways, but I assume I'll, maybe find my person first. So I think that it will be a minute before I get to that point. But if you're someone who's currently kind of thinking that way, or you are stressed about like finding someone or you feel that, that fear-based thought sometimes you're like, Oh, am I ever going to find someone? Like it's so easy to feel like that. And like, that's a valid thought to have, but just remember you are going to find that person when you're meant to find them and it's going to work perfectly. And you're going to understand why it never worked out with any of the other people. It's going to make perfect sense. I really, really believe in that. If you guys saw Marshall right now, he looks so stinking cute. He's curled up on my beanbag chair in here. Like so, so slumped with like his paw hanging off. He's so stinking cute. Last question. And then we have a listener question at the end that they wrote in. But do you ever get jealous of friends who have relationships? No, I don't get jealous of my friends who have relationships. I think that if anything, I'm very happy for them, especially because pretty much all my friends that are in relationships are not only in relationships, but they're married. So like they're with their person and like they have good relationships and they've, if anything, showed me an example of kind of like what I'm looking for and the type of harmony that I want in my relationship and the type of balance that I want. And I think that you can view your friends relationships that way, where they also show you things that you like about, you know what I mean? Love relationships, all that stuff and what you want in your own personal relationships but absolutely do not get jealous of them. If anything, I get envious maybe at times, but not like actually, I would say like, if anything, it's like the word I would use is envious and only for the reason that like, how good does it probably feel to be with your person and experiencing life with them every day? That's something that I want at some point for sure. But that's basically all I would say. Absolutely never jealous. No, 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 never. If you're ever jealous of your friends, I think it's just a time for you to look a little bit more inward and ask yourself, why am I feeling this way about my friends and their relationship? And just kind of use that time that you have right now as a blessing, to be honest, because you're never going to get that time again. And this is how I view it. You're never going to get the time that you currently have to be totally selfish and totally put into you and your energy and your career and your goals and your life and experiencing life and just doing anything that you want to do again. Because the second that you are with your person, you are going to be thinking of them and prioritizing them in a way where, you know what I mean? Obviously you're always going to be number one in your life, but that person's going to be something that you're always considering. So you're not going to have as much free will. You're going to always be trying to consider them as well, which is healthy and normal, especially in a relationship. But the point is you're never going to have this freedom again. You're either going to have kids. Maybe you're going to have stuff that comes up. Things are never going to be the way that they are right now forever. So just trying to feel liberated in those moments, because how freaking cool is that to just think like you're the youngest, you're the hottest that you're ever going to be right now. Okay. So take advantage of these moments, live them to the fullest and just know that 
this time that you have is such a blessing. And people that are currently 45, they wish they had the time that you have right now. They wish they maybe had the time to just be soul searching and figuring out their life, even though it seems so damn stressful when you're in it. I get it because that's how I feel most of the time currently trying to figure out my life and everything. But yeah, I hope that that helped though. That's all the questions from today. We're going to get into the listener question. Okay. My girl writes in, I'm going to keep her anonymous just because I don't know if she wants me to say her name, but she writes in, I have been off and on with this guy for about five to six years and we've remained friends. And for the past several months, it's been more just on the friend side. A couple weeks ago, he left instead of staying over and I had a gut feeling something was off. Turns out this other girl who I know has been posting coffee, flowers, etc., from him and tagging him on her Instagram story. So I know that they're talking. He hadn't told me anything about it. I know her through mutual friends and everyone I know absolutely thinks she's a terrible person and does not like her. I'm sorry. It's not funny. I'm just laughing at that because it's really funny. It's just very like she sucks basically. Got it. I am wondering if I should just stop contacting him altogether. I haven't since the night I saw him. And also if he contacts me again, should I mention anything about this or stay out of it completely? These are very specific, so no pressure to answer, but I thought it would be interesting to have an outside opinion. I love your post and the pod. First of all, I freaking love you. But second of all, you don't deserve this and at all. So I just want to make that very clear that the behavior and the ways that he's acting towards you after being off and on for five to six years, like it's unacceptable. And I don't think that you have to act like you don't know what's going on. I absolutely think that you should act like you know what's going on because at the end of the day, you're not stupid. So why are we going to act like we are? Like, we're not going to let him think that he's sly and we're not going to let him think that you don't know. Like, I think that he deserves to know that like, I'm sorry, like you're, you can't treat me like this and don't expect me to like welcome you back into my bed and hang out with you in a week whenever you decide that you want to talk to me again. You don't deserve that. You don't deserve someone who's that inconsistent. But so I guess a couple questions that I have. So you mentioned you've been kind of, you dated for five to six years and you were friends. You were friendly. You're more on the friend side. And then the past several months, you were more just friends. And then lately you've been hanging out every weekend. So I guess, obviously I don't know everything about your relationship, but like, are you guys romantically hanging out? Like, are you like getting down with each other also? Or is it just like you're hanging out with each other, spending time together? Because that changes things, I would say a little bit, especially because you have such history. Cause it's like, what, what's going on here? And I'm sure you guys have like talked a little bit about like your situation and like what this means for you guys and all that. But Clearly not enough and clearly he's not super great at communicating. So unfortunately though, one thing I hate to tell you is that your gut is always, always right as I'm sure that you know. So by him not hanging out, you know what I mean? It's like staying over like you expected him to. If you had a weird feeling about it, it was for a reason. And unfortunately, yeah, we're really good at picking up on weirdness and that was weird of him to do. So you were able to understand like, okay, like you're preoccupied, like you have either someone else in your life or something's going on. And you were right, unfortunately. I don't know exactly like what the boundaries of your relationship were or like what you guys were kind of considering yourself. Like, would you consider him to be like kind of like your boyfriend or was it more so like you're just friends with him and there's a history there, but like you did see it going somewhere, but like it was very much so like not talked about because that could be, you know what I mean? It could give him a little bit more leeway in this situation for him to act like he did nothing wrong. But at the end of the day, we both know that like that's not cool behavior and you don't deserve to be treated that way. You know, of course there's another girl. And of course the girl that he's giving his time and energy to is known to be a POS. Like, 
a terrible person who no one likes. You know, it's just the way that it goes. And just try to view the situation as a learning lesson for him because he'll figure it out that like that's not a good move on his part to be leaving you and maybe trying to do that with her or whatever. But if he wants to give her that energy and get her flowers and do all these things for her that I don't know if he was doing those things for you either way. It's as upsetting as it is and how hurtful that it is, especially the way that he went about it, just like not talking to you about any of this. I think that it's just, just take it as him telling on himself. Like you learned where he is. You learned what, what he's capable of. You learned like you can't really trust his intentions and you can't expect him to be a loyal person to you, which I don't know if there was a, if there was a boundary there again, like this might be okay. Cause you guys might not have had any boundaries, but it sounds like this is something that does upset you as it would me if, if it was a situation similar to this, if I was interested in that person still, which I'm sure that you are if you're still hanging out together. I'm not sure how much you've been contacting him though because I know that your main question is if you should stop contacting him altogether. I would say um, you can either play this two ways. Don't contact him at all and wait for him to reach out to you and then whenever he does be like, hey, like, Hope you're doing well, but like I am fully aware of like how you've been choosing to spend your time recently and like it is hurtful the way that you chose to go about it. I felt disrespected. I felt like you didn't communicate it with me. All you needed to do is give me an explanation, you know what I mean, or whatever, and let me know what's going on. Again, I don't know all the details of this relationship, so like it's hard for me to really say, but that's your first option. Or your second option, you could message him and be like, hey, like what's going on? And like give him an opportunity to tell you. Or ask him if he's willing to meet you in person, try to talk to him and maybe have a conversation and then just kind of choose to do whatever you want to do in that moment. But I would say he's not worth your energy. He's not worth your time. He's definitely not worth your thoughts. And I know that it's going to be hard for you to stop thinking about him, but just know that what goes around comes around. If someone wants to treat you one way, they're going to get something, you know what I mean, back because it doesn't sound like you were really doing anything wrong in this situation. It sounds like you were trying to give him the benefit of the doubt maybe. But basically, I would absolutely say that whenever you guys do talk, I would mention something about it because it sounds like you are bothered and upset about it and as you should be. And it would be one thing if you didn't really care, it would be worthless to bring up. But I think that especially because you guys have such a history and such a long friendship relationship situation that's a little messy, absolutely bring it up like for sure and hear what he says about it. You deserve an explanation, bare minimum. Okay, you deserve an explanation after all of that, especially if he just switched up on you last minute and didn't give you an explanation. And I don't know what he was treating you like before this. So yeah, I would say go about it that way. I'm not sure if that answers your question greatly, but that's to the best of my knowledge. So I would say just to keep doing you and understand that none of it is personal. It's all about him and where he's currently at in his life and you can't expect anything from him. And that's what he's shown you. So I would just quit putting time and energy into him. And if you feel like being friends with him isn't serving you or you feel like it's too hard because you do probably have feelings for him, don't feel like you have to be friends with him. It is so, so incredibly hard to be friends with an ex, if, especially if there's feelings involved. So if you ever feel like it's making it too hard on you to be friends with him, especially if he's disrespecting you, like, please don't feel like you need to. I think that if anything, it could be healthy for you to get some space away from him or just take a step back from the relationship altogether until you know what I mean maybe you guys are on the same page but that's all for today folks so if you do want any other um 
dating podcast or any other questions or anything like that where if you want to do an episode maybe where you guys do write me in even questions just like the one here at the end and just me giving my personal advice back to them we can do whatever you guys want like there's no rules here like we can do whatever kind of podcast that you guys are looking for so as long as you guys are just kind of letting me know what that is and I try to communicate with you guys the best that I can just through Instagram currently but I'm trying to work on building my socials for my podcast which is on the rise okay we're going to be doing that and I'm going to have some cool stuff going on and I promise I will get a mic okay like I have my mic but I promise I'll figure out the whole setup because even with having guests on and stuff like I want to have two mics and know exactly how to go about that and I do eventually want to get like video um to go along with this so you guys can watch me while I'm recording and everything so you can see what I look like whenever I am doing this because I know a lot of people like to watch their podcasts on YouTube or whatever so I would be posting them to YouTube and I think at some point I think I could even put them just on Spotify. So whenever you're playing the podcast, you would see me just on your thing instead of seeing like the cover art for the podcast. But yes, if you do ever want to talk to me or connect with me in any way, please email me at growasyougopod at gmail.com. If you want to write in anything at all, it can just be to say something to me if you want to. There's no rules. It can be a topic that you would like to hear me talk more about. It could be something you need advice on, whatever it may be. And then my Instagram is growasyougopodcast. So I love you so much. A little life update for you. Not much. Um, I'm currently in the process of figuring out like my career as I have been, but things have been good. I've been figuring out my routine and stuff and I have been trying to save money. Unfortunately, I have to miss out on Abby's husband's birthday extravaganza and that is taking place in Raleigh just because I was just there and I honestly just, it'll be so much money for me to go again already and like board my dog and everything. So unfortunately I'm sitting this one out. So Alex Lynn, if you're listening to this, I don't know if you will be because it's an hour and eight minutes into this episode, but I love you and I hope you have the best birthday ever. And I'm so sad that I can't be there with you, but I will celebrate with you so hard when I see you the next time, which I think will be in May for my birthday and Grayson's birthday. Fun fact, Abby and Alex's baby um, his birthday is one day after mine. So mine's on the 13th of May. His is on the 14th of May. It's so funny. And then Alex's brother, Ben, his birthday is on the 15th of May. So I always think it's so funny because I'm like Abby's favorite person and Alex's favorite person. Their birthdays are on both sides of their kids. I just think that's very funny. So yeah, me and G, Abby's baby, we're basically best friends. But that is one thing. I definitely miss them already. They've been gone just for like a month, not even. And I definitely already like miss them and I feel the space a little bit and I hate it just because I know that they're not here and it makes me upset. But her new house is gorgeous and stuff I have going on. I'm going to try to go to Lollapalooza for sure because the lineup is crazy. And where else do I want to go? I'm going to Denver in July. This is just like random stuff I'm telling you for a Nickelback concert. How hilarious is that? I love Nickelback. Don't even try. Don't even try to throw shade. And I think I'll probably be going home for my birthday in May because Abby will be going home to Pennsylvania for Grayson's birthday. And I don't want to miss his birthday because it'll be his first birthday party. And obviously I want to spend my birthday with Abby and my friends and everything. So I'm hoping to go home soon. I don't know if I told you that Marshall got bit by a dog last week. I don't think I told you guys that, but he got bit. And so that was a whole freaking thing. He's fine. But like, God bless America. So like that, I was dealing with like that. I'd take him to the vet like that day because he was gushing blood from his mouth, my poor angel. And then other than that, 
like I basically am just kind of chilling, getting my life together, working dental hygiene less so that I can be doing all the other stuff and figuring out kind of kickstarting working for myself more. So yeah, it's, it's all work in progress and it's all figuring out a routine that works best for me. So if you guys do ever feel like it's so hard for you to find your routine or you keep getting in and out of your routine, just know that you're not alone and it's normal and you're going to figure it out. You're going to find a routine that works good for you. Don't allow any mental blocks that you have or roadblocks to get in your way or any moments of discouragement to like make you feel like you can't do the things that you want to do because you can do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. Next week, I'm going to try to get Shelby on the podcast for next week's if we can record before she leaves for a trip. So we are going to have her on. We're going to be talking about body dysmorphia. Trigger warning. Sorry. Um, I doubt anyone's really listening at this point because <laughs> it's so far into the podcast. But um, body dysmorphia, eating disorders, having a healthy relationship with food, all that stuff. And we are going to be diving into that. So I'm very excited to have Shelby on. It's going to be so good. I want to have her on a lot, to be honest, just because when me and Shelby talk, it's like we are basically having a podcast every time me and her on the phone. So I think it'll be so good. I had two conversations with her recently on the phone where I was like, this is such a good podcast episode. And she's like, let's do it. And I'm like, yes. So I just, I freaking love Shelby. I love how one supportive she is, but also how much she is willing to like show up for me and help me in any way. And like even expose herself and like talk about herself freely on here. Like that just makes me so happy. And she's my favorite, but so you will be seeing more from her about pretty much so many different topics, but I love you guys so much. I hope you have a great start to your week and I will see you next Monday.